would you rather live with like the pain of regret or like the pain of like discipline? And it's just, if you don't feel like exercising or walking on the treadmill for 30 minutes, you don't have to feel like it. Like don't fake it. Like you can show up in your PJs if you want, but get on the freaking treadmill and walk at 0.1 miles. If you need to do it at 0.1, do it at point, just do it. Like just, just get up and show up and just like, you're not going to want to do it and it's going to suck and you'll feel nauseous and you're not going to, you might get anxiety and all this, everything that comes with doing things that you physically are like, just your body is literally pulling you away. Just there's something about mind over matter and it really helps you separate from that. It's like, you know what? I'm having the worst day, but I know that mentally I'm just going to still do what I have to do. And that just, it's empowering. And I feel like it adds up day by day. I'm Doug Bopes, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage Podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst, and today's guest is Kat Stickler. She is one of the fastest growing content creators and TikTok stars out there. You may recognize Kat from her hilariously viral videos on TikTok, where she nearly has 8 million followers. Her videos are not only meant to help others laugh, but also to provide hope and inspiration for her audience to become the best version of themselves. Our convo today dives deep into some parts of Kat and her journey that you may not be as familiar with. She and her husband built an enormous social media following and brand after having their daughter MK last year. Kat faced a huge setback when her marriage started to unravel and their separation went public. She shares the lessons that she's learned and how she developed the courage to make a comeback. Kat discusses how she now handles discomfort and uncertainty, and we also get into her innate gift of optimism. We chat about why she is dedicated to keeping the promises she makes to herself and how it transfers to other relationships. Kat also unpacks what she says to herself when she starts to experience self-doubt and her advice for those that are not feeling enough and so much more. So let's get this conversation going and welcome Kat Stickler to the Adversity Advantage podcast. Kat, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so I know. I feel like we already know each other. We had some good chats before we recorded and um, I'm pumped to talk to you. I know. I'm excited. Let's see what you got. Let's see how good of an interviewer you are. All right. Well, I think like every, every person's favorite question is like, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you like really like throughout the last, I don't know, year and a half, there's been a lot of life changes, a lot of good, a lot of bad, you know, some learning stuff, some amazing things that have happened in your life from, everything that you've accomplished through TikTok and social media and your personal brand, having the baby, and then your obviously stuff that's happened in your personal life. So like, how are you managing it all? <laughs> that's a common question. I don't know why it's stumping me because I feel like I'm still figuring out how I'm managing it. It's just kind of like every day, one foot in front of the other. Like, it's so funny. I'm just going to be super transparent. I'm feeling a little spicy. Just this morning, I like, FaceTime my manager and I was like wanting to put a video up that was not my kind of video, you know, just something a little more, well, just kind of uh, explaining kind of what happened and just feeling a little bit uh, 
fed up a little bit and just like, oh, I'm over this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And she kind of just calmed me down. So it's definitely moments where I'm like, not calm and funny and like, it's all good, but staying it's all good and confident has definitely been the foundation that's helped me get through this, that my baby and just having like that kind of higher purpose in my mind of something to work for. That's not just self-centered. It's not just me anymore. I know surrounding myself with people that want the best for me and my mama is like my best friend. So my mom's helped me a lot with this. That's awesome. It just seems like you have this, this knack in this ability to not only just stay, you know, relatively optimistic and positive during times where a lot of people would just fall flat on their face. Not to say that you haven't done that, but there's a lot of people that when they hit times of adversity, they just fall flat on their face and they just stay there and they don't ever recover out of that moment. And it just comes, I think from a lot of it, I think a lot of it comes from your ability just to continue to believe in yourself as have you always had like this, this gift inside of you to believe in yourself? Or was there something, was this something you've had to develop over time? Definitely develop like even like doing sports and stuff, anything competitive, I would always be scared to disappoint or like embarrass myself in that way. And once I kind of started growing up and I've talked about this before, once I found out I was pregnant, like the whole embarrassment thing kind of went out the window because I was super embarrassed. And then once that went out the window and it's kind of cool to see once you don't consider other people's opinions and you just own your life, how your life changes for you, which is kind of what happened. Like I did not want to, was an unexpected pregnancy. She's a blessing now, but that was not the blueprint I had for my life. That's not the track I was on. It was so out of left field. And um, I was like so ashamed and I felt like a disgrace and embarrassed. I keep saying embarrassed because I I literally wouldn't leave my house because I didn't want people to see my belly. So when I got over that and owned my life and owned my decisions, that's when that kind of like bled into other things I was doing. And it made me kind of conquer that fear of judgment a little bit easier. Right. Right. And what's really inspiring from that moment is you had like these two moments of adversity, right? You had what you just described when you got pregnant and like a lot of the postpartum depression that came along with that. And then you had this, you had the pandemic, which put everybody, you know, on their back. And then you decided you wanted to start to open up and get vulnerable and create a TikTok. And like, so what was going through your mind? Did you just know that like, you just were so, cause you seem like you're a natural entertainer, right? Did you just know that like whatever you put out there was just going to hit because you had this ability to connect with people and, and entertain people? I like, I want to say, yeah, I knew, but back in my mind, I'm always like, Ooh, they're going to judge me hard for this. Like even when I put my postpartum uh, video up and I like talked about stuff like that, I was so nervous and then it did really well. And I was like, cool, I knew this would happen, but hindsight bias. So. I just, I feel like I just had the courage to put it out there. And that's just the first step. And once that's done, it's like everything kind of falls into place. Right. Right. And, and I feel like, you know, I've heard you say like in, in previous chats that you were always like the type of person that were just, you were searching for your passions. You were searching for like what you were good at, but I think like all along you had this natural gift to connect with people yeah. and like see the good and and provide hope. I know you did, you know, work with with veterans back in the day and then 
you know, what you shared on social, on what you share on social media is very like real, it's raw, it's relatable. And I think just things tend to flow when that happens, but there's like a second layer to your story, which we were, before we, re- we recorded, I was saying is, is really admirable and that things were going really well, at least on the outside. And then you hit this wall where you essentially, you had this dream. I would, I would say that like, you know, you, you get married, you know, you have a kid, you get married, you create this brand as a family, if you will. And then boom, life happens and you're forced to make a choice where, okay, like during that moment, I can either give up and just let that situation defeat me or I can rise above it and win that situation to the best of my ability. So like what, like if as much as you're comfortable sharing, like, you know, what happened like earlier, like this year, and then how did you find the strength and courage to make that comeback? A lot of comments were like, wow, this was, this came out of left field. I was taken off guard and like, so was I. So I understand that kind of, because people grew with us and they were a part of our story. So it did kind of knock me on my feet. And there were some videos leading up to it, kind of showing me losing my mind a little bit. And then videos after showing me losing my mind a little bit and then gaining my sanity back slowly. But I just honestly, I know what that feeling of like that depression is like with after like when PPD happened, it was like, and I like described it. And it was once I said this, I'm like, that describes it perfectly. Like I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to like live. Right. And so I knew what it was like to like, just be in that abyss of like, and that's so not me at my core. And I just feel like that's such a waste of my life and my energy and my days. I feel like our days are so numbered. You just need to like soak up everything you can out of every day. So I feel like that gave me a little bit of an advantage because I knew what that felt like. And I was like, I am not because people are like, you know, just take a day in bed. And like, I'm like, I can't like, I just can't because I have a baby and me like when I'm not moving and in that state of like, I just start to feel bad for myself and then get in your head. But I just started doing all the self-help things you could possibly think of. It's like I was preparing my whole life for that moment. It was like all the self-help books. I mean, I was listening to audios. I would like wake up, just listen to the most inspiring audio in the morning, blare it when I was in the shower. Like there was no point in my day where my mind was taken over by negative thoughts longer than like 10 minutes. Like I wouldn't let it happen. So that was a huge part of like not hitting rock bottom, quote unquote, and just kind of getting paralyzed. I think just when you, it would have been easy, like when you hit that moment and you like formally announce that you're going through a separation to just say, you know what, like, this is it. I'm just going to delete my TikTok, and that's, and that's it. And that's over. Right. Or like, like you had mentioned that I've heard you say like that there was people like, like people leaving like negative comments being like, you know, I can't believe like you're happy going through these moments and I can't, and almost like trying to make you feel even worse about a situation that was already in in itself a, a negative light. Like during that process, like I always say, like one of the things that I always say is our perception of ourselves can become like warped or hijacked based on the lies that we believe that others tell us. And we start to believe those lies. Like if somebody repeatedly says like, you know, you suck or you're a liar or you're a piece of crap. Like you start to say like, am I really, like, am I like, maybe, maybe I, and then you start to almost like validate that in some way that's like non-existent, did you ever like start to question yourself when you were like getting the hate and all the comments or were you able to kind of just compose yourself and then just move through that without 
like any trouble. We will get you back to this episode of the Adversity Advantage in just one second, but first wanted to give a quick shout out to Danette May at Earth Echo Foods. As you know, Danette was a past guest on the podcast and shared her incredible story and how it inspired her to create her products, which I absolutely love. This includes the newly released Island Bliss, which I take every day in my smoothie along with Cacao Bliss. Island Bliss is loaded with superfoods and is sweet enough to satisfy any sweet tooth. This blend is focused around 12 organic greens to support a gut-nourishing, mood-elevating, energy-increasing, and metabolism-boosting protocol. It also includes their Vitaberry blend, Aquaman, Spectra, Turmeric, topping it all off with a prebiotic and probiotic blend. All of this together makes Island Bliss the easiest way to get nourishing superfoods every single day. Much like Cacao Bliss, Island Bliss is the best of the best when it comes to taste, and you'll be left craving more. Island Bliss will help elevate your well-being and prepare you for the day ahead. Not only that, it's dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free. So go to earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Again, it's earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst to check it out and learn more about the amazing benefits of Island Bliss. And when you enter in the promo code Doug at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Now back to the show. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, there were definitely moments where I was like, was this my fault? Like, because yeah. there was lots of reference to, oh, well, she would do those husband videos and she probably just like, and then I think, oh my gosh, like, but that's not the case at all. And it's so easy to just read one comment, like you said, and then all of a sudden it kind of, and you're like, this view you had of yourself totally shifts. And then all of a sudden you're like the villain in your own story. And you're like, wait a minute, no, 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 that's what happened. You know what happened. And as long as, you know, the like 10 people closest to me, like know my character and know everything that's, that's been my saving grace too. just having that in the back of my mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I said this before we, we chatted, before we recorded it, that you have this, this gift that maybe it's through life experience. Maybe it's just the way that you're wired, that you seem super mature for your age. And you have this sense of self-awareness about you that, you know, like a lot, it seems like, you know, a lot about you. Like you, I've heard you say, like, you know, what works, like when life is good for you, I know you like to run, you eat well, you get out in the sun, you have some fun, you, and you're creating content to help people. But, you know, along those same lines, like throughout this process of healing that I know you've, you've had to do, what has been like a few things that you've learned about yourself that have inspired you? Probably the main thing is I just haven't given up. I have wanted to a lot, like just put the flag up. My, I'm done. I can't, I really haven't given up. And I really am. I can say that I'm really proud of myself for just the woman I've become in this process. I'm proud of the decisions I've made. I'm proud of how I've decided to handle certain situations with my baby, with myself, with other people. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like that's like the theme, right? Is that no matter what's happened in your life, you've continued to just reinvent yourself. And, and I know that like, you know, one of the things that, that you do for your audience is you provide them with like hope and, and positivity and optimism. Like, was there ever times where like, or is there ever days now where you're like going back and rewatching your own videos? Like, where do you, where do you get some of your inspiration from? Like to, to light you up? I don't really go and watch my own videos. I guess I get my inspiration from, honestly, I feel like I'm a freaking machine and every human being is a machine. So if you're like programming something in a computer and you're going to want to let it know, like 
what it did right and what you wanted to do again. So I try to think of things that I've done right in my life and that I'm proud of and that I want to replicate in different ways. And it just keeps me in the mindset of like capability and like making me feel like I'm capable. Yeah. Um, do you ever like watch other people's content to help you? Or do you listen to music? Is it a podcast? Ooh, it's, it's such a mixture. It's a beautiful thing. It's like one day it's just jamming out to music. Another day it's listening to a super inspirational podcast. Another day it's, I go through my Instagram messages a lot and it's reading a super kind comment, whether it's you helped me with this or you helped me with my small business or you help like just, you feel like your life matters, you know, and like it's impacting someone else in a good way. And that's the hope that inspires me or like encourages me. Yeah. I think there's, there's a, there's, there's something to be said for just knowing what works for you. And I think it comes back to like the self-awareness, like you're super, it seems like you're super in many ways, discipline where, you know, like, okay, like if I'm having a bad day, I got to do like this, that, and the other. Versus like there's certain people that when they hit a rut, they just don't have this, like, I call it the when life works list. Like, you know, that if life's a mess and you have like three to five things that you know, you should be doing every day and you're not doing them, you know, typically sometimes like that's why their life is bad. Right. But if you can say, okay, I know that for me to thrive, I have to drink water. I have to eat. Well, I got to hang out with people that are good for me. I got to, you know, exercise, do all these things. Then like you give yourself a pretty good shot at living a, a good life. Gosh, I guess along this, the same lines as like your audience, I wanted to ask you this is like, how do you not, it's hard, I think, not to care what people think, but how do you manage that? But, like, but also pay attention to what your audience like wants to see. I mean, sometimes it definitely does get to you. Like, yeah, I've bawled my eyes out over something, someone that, that obviously hit a nerve or an insecurity that was already there. So right. I'm not completely unfazed. But you do kind of become a little bit numb, unfortunately. That's the only way I can describe it. Like it stings a little less each time. And um, there's also the flip side of the coin, which is the, sometimes the positive comments don't mean as much as they used to before. So I think it's taking a step back and like looking at it from an outsider's point of view and just trying to see like a computer, like what can I use? What do I need to throw away? What can I use? And just kind of like, sifting through all the information as unbiased as you can. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good way to put it for me. You know, one of the things that I'm trying to get better at is engaging more with my audience. Like, so I get like people who comment on my stuff and a lot of times I'm just like squirrel brain and just, you know, don't even see it or I'll forget about it. And that's like an easy, I guess, out for me not to see if somebody leaves a negative comment. I mean, I remember one time like I'm, I'm classified as like a public figure on Instagram just because I didn't know what else to pick. And I had somebody like DM me and it was like public figure question mark. And I was like, Ooh, that was good. I was like, that was good. Like, I'm not going to like get upset over it, but that was, I kind of giggled. Cause I was like, you know, I, I kind of could see what this person means. Cause it's like, I'm not a, I mean, it's not like people, you know, know who I am all over the world, like on a regular basis, but you know, I think you have to have, but fixed- you are a public figure because you have that opportunity and that privilege to reach lots of people. And with a podcast, like that's a huge responsibility. Like you can literally change someone's mindset on life and you have all these different perspectives that you have, like you have access to. And that's such a gift. Like even what we were talking about, the suicide rate going up for younger girls during COVID, it's like 
that's a huge impact. And that's, that's a public figure because you, uh, that you do affect the public and it's not looking at it like, Oh, I'm a public figure. It's like such a cool gift and opportunity you're given. And it's just, yeah, you are own it. Own it, Doug. I will cat. I, I promise. <laughs> and, and I think like going back to the conversation around, you know, not, not just suicide, but mental health, I think in general for people, I think one of the, the things that, that trips people up is feeling like they're just not worthy. They're not enough, right? Like people will go through heartbreak and then they have that, that period of time where they're like, like, man, am I ever going to find love again? Am I enough? Or somebody who wants to start a TikTok or an Instagram and they're like, am I enough? Like, is my content going to matter? There's so many people out there, people who want to like go out and pursue a certain career. I'm going to go on and on with these different examples. And, and I know that's something that you talk a lot about on your page is like really like letting people know that they are enough. Like why, why is that something that you're so passionate about? Because it can like ruin your life if you don't think you are. Like imagine waking up every day and not feeling worthy of love or existence or just being on the planet. It's like a miserable life. So I think I preach it because it just sucks feeling that way. And I never want anyone to feel that way. Even like my worst enemy, I don't even have an enemy, but if I did, I wouldn't want them to feel that way. And so I also think it's what makes human beings like thrive. I think if you find that worth and that value you have, you're just, that's like the best highest version of yourself. And that's why you're here. And that's contagious. Like someone else sees that and gets inspired by it. And they're like, oh, frick. Yeah. Like I can do that. Right. So I think it's like a definitely positive impact all around. It's like the make or break, right? It's, it's like, you can't, you can only fake it for so long if you're not feeling enough and you'll start to fill yourself with different relationships, different addictions and substances to feel, to fill that void, to like numb yourself. But eventually like that gets old really quick. And then you're really forced to deal with these demons inside of you that have either been created through circumstance or through just, just, just doing it to yourself. And, and it's, it's a lot harder to get through that after you've like faked it for such a long time, because now you have other things you got to work through. Maybe it's different addictions and stuff like that. So like, what, like, what advice do you have for somebody who's listening to this? Who's like, just not feeling enough. Like they're scrolling through social media and they're like, man, like, I just don't add up. I don't stack up. Like, I suck. Like my life is just falling apart. Like what, what advice would you have? What's that quote? It's like, would you rather live with like the pain of regret or like the pain of like discipline? And it's just, if you don't feel like exercising or walking on the treadmill for 30 minutes, you don't have to feel like it. Like don't fake it. Like you can show up in your PJs if you want, but get on the freaking treadmill and walk at point one miles. If you need to do it, point one, do it at point, just do it. Like, just just get up and show up and just like you're not gonna want to do it and it's gonna suck and you'll feel nauseous and you're not gonna you might get anxiety and all this everything that comes with doing things that you physically are like just your body is literally pulling you away just there's something about mind over matter and it really helps you separate from that it's like you know what I'm having the worst day but I know that mentally I'm just gonna still do what I have to do 
that just it's empowering and i feel like it adds up day by day that's yes, I, I, I saw you were doing that this morning i saw like you you made a post in your stories i think that like on the day it was, it was like oh. you either didn't feel like running or the days you don't want to do it like i think that's like the most important time to really lean into the discomfort and just do it because you like you work the muscle like i think we have like physical muscles obviously but we have these non-physical muscles that have to be worked like every day too faith mm-hmm. muscle resilience mm-hmm. muscle perseverance muscle discipline muscle like kindness muscle gratitude muscle and on and on and on and the more we work on the more consistent we are the bigger that they get so like i know running has been super instrumental for you like and running save running was like one of the things that saved my life because i think when we have and i'm going to go on like a little bit of a not tangent but i think this is important when we have like loads of pain inside of us it's so important to transform that pain into something positive or we'll, tr- we'll transfer it onto other things in our life. And I think there's right. something to be said about running when, where you can kind of get out of yourself and connect that you can start to think about all the, sh- all the crap in your life and you're channeling it into something positive because it's almost like power. It's almost like powering this, this engine inside of you to keep going. And that's what it was like for me. Like when I was in jail and when I got out of jail, like running was a huge catalyst for the change. So I guess along those same lines, like how has running like had a similar impact for you? Cause I know it has. It's so funny. You said that. Cause I, I, when I ran today, I was so mad. Like some, someone was just there, like, you know, first up, I was like pissed and I'm like, I am just going to freaking run. And I was like going so hard and it felt so good at the end of the day, like to just, be like, well, thank you for this because I just did a PR and that feels really good. But I think what you said is so beautiful, turning that pain into something which is so good to do when like life, you just feel like life is just coming at you and you're like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. I'm like, there's a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in every freaking thing. Like even when my marriage ended, I know that, yeah, I posted about it, but people were a little behind like it had ended you know but when i had finally announced it they're they're on the tiktok timeline basically it had ended prior so i want to say this right so when that happened i felt like i had this image to uphold i felt like my worth and value was in this like funny wife and perfect couple and this is image i had laid out for myself based on what other people saw of me and switching that was hard when you said turn the pain like I I am seeing someone new and when you said like these things kind of resurface and it's like all these insecurities that that brought for me like not feeling worthy or beautiful or tolerable you know like just all those things it's like hard to talk about (laughs) but you just facing it. And it kind of goes into like walking on the treadmill when you don't want to, like, I didn't want to think about all those things that I felt. And I didn't want to think about how another person made me feel. So but thinking about it helped me be more present in my life with someone else, which I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to do. So that was super cool and motivating just for me, like in life. I'm just like, Oh, wow. I'm amazing. (laughs) I can do anything. We will get you back to this episode of the Adversity Advantage in just one second, but first wanted to give a quick shout out to my friends at Organifi. Let's face it, doing what you can to strengthen your health and immune system is so important right now. 
This is why I have been taking the immunity blend from Organifi. I also want to say that you cannot supplement your way into immunity or wellness, so make sure that you're taking care of the other areas of your health too. With that said, so many of you are buying immune support supplements, and most of them are honestly garbage. It's important to focus on quality. Organifi's immunity is 100% organic and contains clinically researched beta-glucans as well as 500% of your vitamin C intake and a healthy amount of ginger, turmeric, and zinc. This combination will certainly help to provide antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal support and aid in immune function. I find it to be quite delicious and I've passed it along to some of my clients. And because it's made with real oranges, make sure to shake it up well so that it blends smoothly. To check it out and learn more about the amazing benefits of immunity from Organifi, go to www.organifi.com forward slash Doug for 20% off your Organifi order. That's www.organifi.com forward slash Doug for 20% off. Now back to the show. So let's double click into that. So you said something that I think was, was important in that, you know, you go, you go through this major life transition that literally in, in some cases, people would never put themselves out there and try again. Right. Because they just are they do get, get so caught up in their hurt or whatever it was that they experienced. And they focus on that, that that's their idea of how things are going to be the rest of their lives. Right. Instead of like getting out of it, like, and it takes time to like, emotionally get out of the weeds of that and just saying, okay, like this situation happened and it was gnarly. It was freaking terrible. And I never wish it upon anybody. And I know that I've gained so much strength, courage, and you know, faith through the process that I know that things are going to get better over time. And then it, that allows you to like, to turn the, to make the switch a little bit, to look towards the future and not the past. And I was having this conversation with somebody like in real time last night, who like has taken a while, a long time off from dating and has been super hurt in a couple of uh, the past relationships. And I just said, you have a choice. You can either be hurt and never date again and just remember how crappy you were treated and just stay in that hurt because you're going to be hurt. Like you're going to be hurt. Or you can believe in yourself, take that risk of getting hurt again, but knowing that you did it because you believed in yourself. And I think when you're able to, to, to shift that, 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 that little mindset, because either way, you're, you're going to get hurt. Like you, you don't, you can't experience anything meaningful in life without a little pain along the way. It's just, it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. They're called growing pains, I think for a reason. So, you know, where I'm getting at or is literally, if you think about it, labor, like yeah. bringing a human into the world, freaking painful, but you're bringing a human into the world. Right. And so with that said, like you, you were talking about this new experience that you had and, and those, those, those feelings coming back again. So like, what were some of the things you would tell yourself in those moments that kept you moving forward and not like going back and being like, you know what? Like, I'm too scared. I'm not going to do this. I just it thought, honestly, it wasn't fair to me mm. if I didn't do that. Right. Like, that's not fair to me. That's uh, not fair to anyone who loves me or is around me. It's just not fair. And I have this thing with like, just like, if it's not just, I hate it. Like I hate watching movies where something happens and it's not fair. I'm like, they didn't even know, like it was a lie. Like I hate that kind of like deceit in movies and I hate it in life, but 
thinking that kind of pushed me and was like, I don't have to suffer for someone else's mistakes and I don't have to like carry like hate and animosity for something else that someone like, so it just kind of made me remember, like I'm the main character in my life and people might be like, Oh, that sounds conceited. You might sound like you're fully yourself. I actually had like a friend the other day kind of tell me, Hey, like, just want you to know, um, like my mom made a comment that you kind of been saying like, Oh, you're so famous. Everyone loves you. And like, I would say that when I had zero followers, like when I was, you know, in the VA in the hospital, cause I was the best researcher in my opinion, cause all my veterans love me. I'm like, I'm the best. And, um, that's just like my personality. And that's, what's helped me a get through all this, get through public eye and get through hard times. Just if you don't believe in yourself, then what's the freaking point of like even being here? There's, what a waste, you know, like what a waste. Just freaking believe in yourself. Yeah. And I know one of the things that, and I want to go back to something you said in a minute, but it's just something that came to me. I know one of the things that has allowed you to really maintain your level of self-confidence and belief in yourself has been like keeping the promises that you make to yourself consistently. Like, why has that been so important for you? Because like, I feel like I can count on myself again. Like I can rely on myself and I don't judge myself that much. Like I need to be held accountable to like show up to things or else I really won't do it. And I just have come to accept that as who I am. So like I ask people to hold me accountable to make sure I get my workout in, to send in this, to to do that. Like my manager and I finally figured out something that would work because I would just procrastinate, 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 procrastinate. And then at the very end, just dish it all out. And it just wasn't, I couldn't maintain that. So yeah, just kind of, I think, like you said, this self-awareness and just has helped me. And I just, it's a really cool feeling to know you can count on yourself. Right. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know how to say, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but I, I felt like when you're in situations, when you, when you lose trust for something or somebody, right. And I think this happens, mm-hmm. whether you, you know, exit a job, whether you exit a friendship, whether you exit a romantic relationship or whatever, you have to be able to trust yourself first in order to trust other people again. And I think the yeah. best way to establish trust within yourself is like you said, to keep the promises and th- that you make to yourself to do the things, you know, you should be doing on a regular basis. Because otherwise, why would you trust other people if you can't even trust yourself? Because you already have this good point. subconscious distrust within yourself that you can't be trusted. So why would you trust somebody else if you can't even trust yourself? And I think it's really important. Um, and it ties into love. Like, for sure. you got to love yourself like 100% or else, I don't know. I heard someone say this and I was like, that's beautifully said. If you don't love yourself, like... If you love yourself 50% and then someone kind of meets that 50, you're like, ah, oh, this is awesome. But no, if you're at a hundred, like they have to match that and they have to reach that standard because you're reaching it and you know what's less than or what's not. So yeah, it sets a standard too for the people that come into your life for sure, which is a plus. Right. And I think along the lines of self-love just comes like personal accountability too, because you know, it's, it's easy to love yourself when times are good and pat yourself on the back when times are good. But I think real self-love comes when you ha- you're forced to make a decision or change the way you're behaving because it's just not congruent with the person that you're meant to become. And a lot of people fall short there because that's, it's hard to look yourself in the mirror and say, 
like, wow, like I need to work on this. Like I'm not as like calm as I thought, or I'm not as smart as I thought or whatever. But I think once you're able to do that, like, I think it, it changes the game for you. And you talked about fame and you see a lot of people experience success and fame at a super young age. And then they go off the deep end like years later. Right. Or even during that time, just because right. it's a lot. Right. And I've heard, I, f- I forget what I was watching. I was watching a movie that was fake famous or something. And they were saying that I don't remember exactly what they said, but something like fame is like the one thing you can't see, but it's the most addictive thing like in the world. Like once you get a taste of it, it can be very challenging to like not get hooked on like the likes and everything else. So I guess my question is, you seem very self-aware and you seem very wise for your age. Have you, have you known going into this, that it's going to be, there's going to be times where, you know, you need to like, you know, uphold some boundaries within yourself and not fall into that fame trap. For sure. Also like disconnect for sure. I like go to last time I went to Idaho just to like be in nature. It just helps me recharge and just get out of that. Like state, like, Oh, this video didn't do well or and it is a good feeling when you know a video is doing well, you do get that validation sometimes. So it's so easy to get that same disappointment if a video does poorly. So you just have to really be careful that when it does well, you're not like, oh, <laughs> like you don't get like high from that. Like it's it's the creating part and it's kind of humbling yourself too because I don't know. I don't think, I don't really think I'm famous. I don't know. That's just such a, I feel like I'll be famous when like the paparazzi are like climbing my balcony, like trying to get a pic and I'll be like, just ask me, baby. I'll come out. <laughs> There's no paparazzis but, in Tampa though. Is there? I don't know. <laughs> they should come here for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I definitely see what you're saying. And it is hard, especially when, I mean, I'm 26. I'm so old and mature, but when I do feel for the kids and the girls are like 10 years younger than me and are hearing this stuff, like any negative comments that they'll read about, like I posted, I lost a lot of weight when I was going through my divorce and it was like visible and it had been going on for a bit. So people were used to me at that weight. And then I gained weight back, which was my normal weight. And people just had so much to say. And I was like, I literally went to the doctor. I'm like, am I good? Like, am I having like body dysmorphia? Just making sure like, I'm at the right BMI and stuff. And uh, yeah, I feel like I am so secure with who I am now, but I can't imagine if I was a young girl and someone told me that I'd be like, you know, body dysmorphia from that point on, just because of some idiot's comment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, I've heard people, they've said like, they'll upload like a video and it's like this euphoric rush and they'll wait when it gets posted to see like how many views it gets, how many likes, how many comments and I think that refresh, can, refresh, refresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've probably all been there because it's hard because like your livelihood depends all in many cases on that. Right. Like the more followers you have, the more you can get paid to for a brand deal. And that in turn like supports you and supports your kid and supports your dog and, and everything else and grants you the ability to start hiring people. And I think people don't think about that when they, when they see creators, they're like, Oh, they just post stuff just to post stuff. Like, no, like at the end of the day, like it's a business and there's a plan behind 
everything and their everything. systems. Yeah, so true. Yeah. So like going back, like, like which, which of your videos, like, you know, has been, well, I guess what's, I, I guess I want to go back. So like now, like I know you're in this process of redefining cat in your own brand. Like what, have you thought any more about like, like going forward? I know your, your mission has been like to really inspire hope and positivity in people, but have you thought any more in depth about like, is that just the mission or have you, have you figured out like, I want to market towards like younger girls or have you figured any of your audience out yet with, with that? I think I do get relatively younger girls kind of asking me for a lot of advice and, um, Half the time, I'm like, I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I do want to be that like kind of guiding light. And sometimes when it gets overwhelming, I do try to think of leading by example, like how we started this podcast. And I told you I wanted to post like that video and it was not a good video. It was like passive aggressive and insinuating things. I wanted to set a good example. Like, and so they go low, you go high. That kind of helps me like. Oh, just get a little higher but I feel like I'm still figuring it out like I feel like that's how it's been my whole life yeah. like even every like even how I got my job I was at, at the VA like I was doing an exoskeleton study at the hospital and I was just volunteering and I loved it because it's hard to get hired at the VA if you are not in the military so um it's just like showing up and like being like talking with people and, and, and being there and being like giving your time, which is the most valuable thing you can give. And then when I got into the position at the VA and then I was helping these veterans, it was like, I was just trying, like everywhere I go, I just try to do my best, like wherever I am. So that's helped me a lot in my life. So like, it just seems to me to like, I know I've said like, I, I kind of like already kind of know you a little bit, but that you have this, this ability to deeply care for other people, this sense of empathy. I can tell just by some of the content you create, I can tell just, you know, how you carry on a conversation. I can tell from like your work with the VA that you just have this, this passion inside of you to, to help other people. Was that, has it always been there? Even like, was that where you were, you, when you were a kid, did you always like, like to help people and make people's days better or did just did that really develop over time, like through working at the hospital and then now on TikTok? That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, ever since maybe not help, but I'd always want to like impress. Right. So like if my neighbor needed help in the yard, I'd want to like do the best job and be like, look what I did. Like I am the best gardener that I never knew I could be. So I guess trying to impress. And then as you got older, it was more fulfilling like as an individual and like a person. I feel like that kind of just shifted with age and experience for sure. Yeah. And like, what's interesting is I believe that your previous experience at the VA like prepared you for connecting with your audience because you were able to connect with with people that you know like needed some help right and then now you you work that muscle and now you're able to connect with people that that follow you that are looking to you to be their guiding light they're looking for you for some inspiration and to really be that person that when they're feeling dark like to give them a little bit a little bit of light so like my last like I got a couple more questions, but my last like one that's on my mind right now is like, just say MK is like, is going, is she wants to start something new and she's experiencing like fear, fear of judgment. She's like worried what other people are going to think of her. 
she's worried that she's not good enough. Like if you could, if you had like two minutes with her, like, what would you say? Okay. I guess the conversation would go like, why don't you want to do this? You're saying that she would say, I'm just scared of what people think. Okay. So what happens if you don't do it? People will think on that too. Like people will think like, I would tell her that they judge no matter what, no matter what. I mean, if, when I got pregnant, I got judged for not having an abortion. I got judged for like keeping the baby. I got judged for so many, like people are going to have their opinion if you do everything 100% right. And that's comforting, I think, because it's like, oh, so even if I'm perfect, it's not going to be good enough in everyone's opinion. And that just makes it a little less uh, daunting. You're just like, okay, that's what I would tell her. I'm like, screw them. You do you, girl. And, and, and yeah, and I think acceptance is, is so important. And I remember when I first started to share my story, like it was hard for me to open up about being like a former convicted felon. And one of the things that I had to force myself to remember is that if I told somebody that I was a former convicted felon and they judged me, then they weren't meant to be in my life. Right. And I had just had to know that the people who are meant to stick around are the people that accepted me for who I was, you know, and not just judging me, judging my whole life just based on a bad few years of my life or whatever it was. And I think it's important for people to, when they're listening to this, to when they have people in their lives that are continuing to bring them down or judge you or be pessimistic, or you're worried what other people are think like, like just know that those people are a, they're struggling with themselves and B that they're not meant to be in your life, like long-term, right? Because the people that are meant to be in your life long-term, in my opinion, are the people that love support and challenge you unconditionally in the best way possible to elevate you to become your best self. And so with that said for you, I know like one of the things that that you're striving for to become your best self is you want to, you know, go on SNL Saturday night live. So like, what's the, what's the meaning behind that? And do you have an idea on like a skit you would do or what you would say if you got the opportunity? Just talking about it gets me all excited. I guess the thing behind that is SNL just like I'm sure it has for a lot of people. Just laughter has been so healing for me all the time and trying to give that back. I mean, I'm most known for my videos on comedy. I just love making people laugh. Like, I don't know. It's like, that's more of a high to me than like likes on a video. I don't know. Like if I can, if I'm having a conversation with someone and they laugh at something I said, I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Like I just love giving that to people. So I don't know. I've always just, that sounded like such a far-fetched dream. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. Cause my whole life was pretty far-fetched past couple of years. So might as well, you got nothing to lose. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't even know what skit I would do. I have so many in mind. They would, pro- oh my gosh, I would just it'd be so amazing. It, it's going to be amazing when it happens. It's going to be wild. When I first saw it, I thought you were really on SNL, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is super impressive. And I was like trying to find oh, it. God. No, <laughs> I should probably elaborate. Like, not yet. <laughs> no, I like Speaking it. it into existence. You're manifesting it, right? You're like assuming it's already there. Yeah. So that helps me have like something I just, as long as you have something to work towards, like, I feel like the crazier, the better. It's like, okay, sky's the limit. Let's go. Yeah. Sky is the limit. Right. And amen to that. So my last question, I guess is, so I'm sure like 
you know, now and over the past few months, you've dealt with a lot of like uncertainty as far as like, well, what's your life going to look like a few years from now? Like, am I ever going to, you know, find love again? Am I ever going to this? Like, what, how is MK? Like all these things that I'm sure go through your mind or anyone's mind really when they go through life, like other than like fitness and, and running, like what are some other things that, that you do to help yourself handle uncertainty and discomfort? Reading like an actual book. It does sound superficial, but you know what? It doesn't sound superficial. Like I get ready in the morning and I like want to feel good with how I look. Even if that's in a baggy t-shirt and sweatpants, then I'm going to freaking rock it. And that's what I want to wear. But just, it helps me like get out of, cause when you were like a mom, it's so easy to just, Oh, I can't brush my teeth. I got to feed the baby or I got to change your diaper. I don't have time to shower. Just like making it a priority and just like, you got to get ready, cat. Yeah. You can't not shower. Like you got to get in the shower and you got to brush your hair. Like just self-maintaining is good. And I'm a girly girl. So I like feeling pretty and just doing things like that helps me a lot. Going out with good girlfriends, just family time, just really making sure that I occupy my time with things that light me up. Yeah. Like honoring your time and, and, and honoring yourself and creating those boundaries, I think is, is everything in life. And I think you, it seems like you have a good head on your shoulders and you're doing a good job, like to, to curate that and just continue along all the path. Well, this has been awesome. I appreciate you opening up and, and getting vulnerable cat. This has been great. Yeah, this is great. You're good at what you do. You're really good. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So are you. So I'm glad we can have two people that are in their zone of genius doing um, some good in the world to, to help people oh, yeah. become better. So, so where can people find, find out more about you if they want to follow you and, and watch your funny videos? I mean, I know you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram, anywhere else. I'm going to be on YouTube. I just have to make it, <laughs> make the channel. But yeah, it's going to be Cat Stickler on all the TikToks. And then I think I'm going to call my YouTube Life with Cat because nice. like, it's just going to be a very like, you know, what do I do all day? Who am I? Let's find <laughs> out. Come on. So we'll see about that, but maybe it'll be a third social, but yeah. And what does cat, the creator do all day in the, in the single mom life, right? It's like, you know, right. it's, it's a like different people, world. it's a yeah. different world, right? Well, I will, I will make sure to plug your social handles in the show notes. And for those listening, you're going to definitely want to go follow cat. She posts some really, really funny videos and just like real and raw videos, which I think you'll really connect with. And what I'd like you to do, like I try to mention with every episode is to share a takeaway. Maybe it was something that Kat said about her story or rebuilding her life or what running does for her or like stuff that, you know, she does to, to keep herself like in check or, or whatever it was, make sure you tag her tag myself. We'd love to hear your feedback. And we, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the adversity advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst, and we'll see you next time.